నమస్తే వెల్కమ్ టు ద హిందూ పేరెంటింగ్ పాడ్కాస్ట్ ఇన్ ఆ కల్చర్ వి అకార్డ్ గ్రేట్ రెస్పెక్ట్ టు ద టీచర్ నెక్స్ట్ ఓన్లీ టు ద పేరెంట్స్ అండ్ ఫర్ గుడ్ రీజన్ ఇన్ ఆ పేరెంటింగ్ జర్నీ దిస్ అ లాట్ వీ కెన్ లర్న్ ఫ్రమ్ ద గురూస్ అండ్ ఆచార్యాస్ ద గ్రేట్ టీచర్స్ అరౌండ్ అస్ టుడే వీ విల్ బి టాకింగ్ టు వన్ సచ్ గ్రేట్ టీచర్ చెస్ కోచ్ శ్రీ ఆర్ బి రమేష్ who has earned a stellar reputation in the global chess community he has trained many promising youngsters among them the young pragnananda who is currently making the country proud let's listen to ramesh ji and get some insights on handling children and training them to aim for excellence namaste ramesh ji we are so honored to have you as part of our podcast today namaste it is uh, my honor to be here as well Thank you. We'd like to start by congratulating you on the fabulous performance of your student Pragnananda at the recent Chess World Cup. It has fired the imagination of many children in India. So we seem to be looking at a bright future for Indian chess. Yes, that's absolutely true. Uh, there is some kind of a mini revolution happening in the chess field and uh, the lead is largely being taken by the youngsters from uh, our Bharat. and uh, really happy to be part of uh, able to contribute to in this process uh, if you take uh, the junior players top junior players in the world juniors by which i mean uh, children below 20 years of age we have uh, among the top 7 four of them are from india so it's uh, more than 50% of the top juniors uh, are from uh, our country so it's uh, extremely proud moment for us and i see yeah. that things are only beginning to get better i don't think we yeah, have reached the our achievement this is phenomenal out of 74 is like just too good you know yeah and i don't think we have reached the top yet uh, we still have lot of potential young children coming up and uh, our children are extremely hard working and uh, they have very good uh, work ethics and i believe this is uh, probably the main reason why we are able to dominate in the chess field so some of our listeners have sent in questions for you ramesh ji um mm-hmm. and i think the uh, uh, one most common question deals with uh, what it takes to be a success uh, three factors you know particularly talent interest and effort are considered as a requirement in general perhaps along uh, with a bit of luck also you know uh, we say yeah. that you know we always need that last bit of luck to shine uh, so how do you see it in chess yeah it is uh, more or less similar like uh, there are uh, many qualities that is required from the individual concerned to be successful in any activity so in my view like uh, the first uh, most important thing i consider is the passion or love for uh, that activity if someone wants to be a singer or a musician or dancer or an actor uh, whatever it takes it is very important that we are very extremely passionate about it if we are uh, putting a half hearted effort usually we will not uh, uh, be able to reach our full potential now first thing i would like to clarify is the uh, definition of success so this itself uh, could be varying from uh, person to person individual to individual and even 
across cultures it can be considered uh, differently for example when i was a child i remember uh, some of the top sportsmen of those days era like martina navratilova she uh, mentioned that uh, winning is everything and uh, mm. people who say winning is not everything have not probably not won enough so when i read this it was a kind of a cultural shock to me because uh, mm-hmm. i was always brought up with the notion that success is not only measured in terms of results the outcome it has also like there are many other important uh, factors uh, involved for example like our application um, when we try to learn an activity to get better at it we put lot of effort and when we put a sincere honest effort at learning something in my view like uh, that itself is a reward because we have learned how to be honest and sincere when uh, while doing something so for me it's already a big gain uh, irrespective of the outcome of that activity so um, so for me like uh, success is like when you are completely involved in an activity you put your best effort you have a good great time doing what you are doing and uh, you get better in that process i feel that is the natural outcome if we do the right things the right thing will be the outcome so uh, the outcome should just be a reward for our effort not the goal that's how i look at it so from this perspective uh, like passion uh, doing something passionately with whole heart is very important in my view that's be the first requirement to be successful and the second is some amount of talent but this is something uh, beyond uh, an individual's control it is we are what we are so we have to accept it and uh, but i don't think success uh, is going to determine whether an individual will be successful or not it is just uh, an igniting factor it uh, contributes at uh, certain stages of our growth the more talented find the going easier in certain zones certain areas but beyond that i don't think talent plays a huge role um, at the level where everyone is trying to get better and the third factor i would say is uh, the ability to work hard the effort aspect so we have to put a lot of effort uh, into learning that activity into mastering the skills and uh, not just acquiring knowledge so most uh, individuals when they are trying to excel they focus on acquiring knowledge that is gathering information about how to get better rather than uh, actually doing the activity um, and then learning from the mistakes and getting better so this is also in my view is very important and finally i would say um, the learning ability of the individual concern because not everyone learns at the same level everyone has our own way of learning our own uh, limitations to learning Uh, how effectively we learn things so this is also an important factor and uh, on the question of luck i would not want to call it as luck so it is like uh, in our philosophy we also believe like uh, in the daivam concept like uh, there are some things which are beyond our uh, control so right. people who believe in god they can say god also has a role to play in the outcome but if someone doesn't believe in god we can say it's luck or some external unknown factor whatever it is uh, up to everyone but there is an unknown fact element involved which is beyond uh, human control so we can call it luck if we want yeah that also plays a role but if we have done our part 
usually that unknown factor will also side with us. That's how I believe. You you just mentioned uh, about the need to focus on the process rather than always focus on the outcome. Uh, this is like being a karma yogi, right? And um, you know, uh, doing your job to the best of your ability rather than just focus on the fruits. But uh, for for children, this must be a hard thing to convey to children for uh, for kids who ultimately shine in their careers. How much of this comes naturally and uh, how much of it needs to be constantly reinforced? This incidentally is another listener question. Yeah, So I think like it is uh, very difficult for adults to learn difficult things than for children. Uh, from my experience working with a lot of uh, young children, I have seen that uh, for children, learning difficult things comes naturally. Uh, that is the age to learn uh, things, uh, acquire knowledge and uh, developing skills. So in my view, like it is extremely important, the young children are taught, uh, convinced, like what are the most important things and uh, without looking at them as too young, with the ch this child is too young to know, know about these things. What usually happens is like I find uh, extremely hard or close to impossible to convince adults once they have uh, formed an opinion on an issue. They they can at, at best listen to a different, different view of opinion, but uh, rarely they change their mind. So unless we change our opinions, we cannot learn anything. So if I believe there are seven planets and the scientists say, no, there are eight planets and I still say like, no, no, I know it's only seven planets then I'm not mm -hmm. actually learning. So if I have to learn, oh, I thought it was seven, but now you say it's eight, so I change my opinion. Now I agree there are eight planets. So the learning happens when we have the ability to change how we look at things, how we perceive things. And this, this is extremely hard for adults because uh, we form uh, very firm opinions and then uh, with that only we take decisions and carry on with our life. But for children, everything is new. So uh, every opinion, every experience is very new to them, so they can easily absorb them. So it's very easy to teach children the value of values, like the necessity to doing the hard work, the need for not focusing too much on results. It's very easy to convince children. Now, if we see children playing, let's say, running and catching or hide and seek, and let's say if 10 children are playing together and uh, they are uh, running and catching like most of the children are losing all the time right only one or two are winning and the rest are losing but they have so much fun the winners and the losers they have so much fun and then once they finish a game they want to play once more and again once more so there is uh, very less question of uh, winning and losing in their mind yeah so for uh, young children they don't uh, play a sport just to win but the process of uh, playing that uh, sport makes them happy. Mm -hmm. All that excitement, uh, doing an activity with the other children, trying to give their best. They actually have fun in this process rather than the yeah. outcome. It's the Thank adults you, yeah. when you start judging them, like you are playing well, you are not playing well, you are good at this, you are bad at this. When we give this kind of feedback, that is when the children learn from the adults that Winning is good, losing is bad. And then they start kind of developing an aversion over a period of time, even a fear uh, losing. 
Yeah, very well said, you know, uh, the process and the way they have fun, they learn through that and we kill that by putting uh, so many uh, conditions and uh, roadblocks in their progress, actually. Yeah, you're very right. We also judge yeah. them, uh, judge them on yeah. very minor things rather than giving them the space to be themselves, experiment by trying new things. Because only by making mistakes, trying new things, um, trying to find an answer for their curious questions, they learn in the process. So when we bring down everything to being successful every time, then we kind of uh, kill their uh, ability to experiment and try new things and being themselves. When Okay, uh, this is, this is uh, right and correct. But when is the point when uh, you feel that uh, a certain child has a spark which is more than the others who are around him and therefore needs to be nurtured differently to so that he or she can uh, realize their full potential um, then what do you do how how do you go about uh, you know pushing that child a little harder because left to themselves they may not push i mean i don't know maybe maybe i'm being judgmental again but i just feel that you know if they don't realize that they are a cut above the rest uh, and they are not pushed then will they actually work to their potential if not given some push um... okay so how i see is like uh, in every child every individual there are so many good qualities already present in them and there are also some unwanted qualities present in them so it's the case with every individual in some cases like if someone wants to be a good chess player they may require some qualities and it is uh, more prominent in certain children and uh, the unwanted qualities are more prominent in other children so this is possible but how i see is like uh, imagine a light glowing light bulb and if we cover the bulb with dark blanket and we just wrap it around the light, then the blanket will cover the light. So mm -hmm. people can easily mm -hmm. say there is no light, but the light is still there, uh, the good quality, but it is the blanket which is uh, not letting the light uh, shine. So mm -hmm. uh, the teacher's role, I believe, is to help the child uh, uncovering this blanket, removing this blanket layer by layer and bring the light out to its full glory. Now, the talented ones the uh, I see is like some of the blanket is already removed. That's how I see. For the others, mm. it is not. So uh, I don't uh, teach differently for so-called talented or not talented children. So I generally believe in teaching in groups. Many parents, uh, especially those who can afford, they want uh, individual training for their uh, children. So they believe like, okay, if uh, all the coaches' attention is focused on my child, then my child will learn faster, more uh, efficiently. So they don't, when, the, when they think like if, uh, if you put them in a group learning environment, then uh, the teacher's attention is divided among the students and the learning also is somehow kind of uh, divided. So all the learning doesn't happen in one child. The same learning is like divided among the children. This, they learn less. So this is how some parents think. And I don't uh, believe in this uh, at all. So in an individual environment, yes, the children, uh, the individual child can get uh, more attention from the teacher. But the learning is not happening based on how much attention the teacher gives to the student. 
but rather how much a child uh, pays attention in the class, how much information is absorbed by the child and how well it is absorbed and processed. So this is where actually the learning happens. So a child can uh, focus very well in an individual session or in a group session. There is no constraint to this. And uh, more importantly, in a group environment, the child is not only learning from the teacher, but also from the fellow children, other uh, students. Because uh, some children, uh, when they concentrate well, when they explain things well, when they <clears throat> learn things better, this can be an inspiration for the children who are not doing it as well. So you say, okay, when he is able to learn, I can also learn. So it can actually be a motivating factor and we can learn from the fellow students as well. Yeah. So this is what uh, uh, my opinion is on this subject. So you're essentially saying that if a child is talented, it, uh, the child already knows and is uh, is uh, doesn't need any extra motivation to pull things off. I think every child needs to be taught all the important things. So we don't have to teach some special secrets to the most talented ones or giving mm -hmm. that extra push. So the mm -hmm. extra push is basically like motivation. So we inspire mm -hmm. them, we motivate them. And this is very mm -hmm. important for all the children, even who are not doing well currently. Mm -hmm. So because I have seen in my experience, like uh, if there are 15 children attending the session, I will consider two or three who are doing very well and maybe like uh, seven or eight average and maybe like uh, three or four doing not so well now <clears throat> so uh, a teacher should not uh, can uh, identify children who are doing well average and not so well but mm. our teaching should cover all the three groups it should mm. not just be restricted uh, we should not focus only on the children who are doing well because that will be very demotivating for the average and the children who are not so doing not doing well as of now mm -hmm. so if mm -hmm. some child is not doing well as of now it means they have not learned how to learn it does mm -hmm. not mean they are less talented so they have not learned how to learn effectively so it is very important we put extra effort to teach the average and the not so well not so well doing children that why how they can get better so one thing is like simply by putting a better effort through good concentration, better concentration in the class, uh, they can actually learn effectively. So most of the time, like the children who are not learning well, it is simply because their mind is not in that activity. Their mind is elsewhere. So they are distracted. So if we teach them to overcome that distraction and uh, learn to focus the, what is being taught on that activity, they will immediately, like in a very short span of time, they can uh, start improving much faster than how they, than they were doing earlier. So one is uh, there is a need to teach them to focus better. Now, what can if from this sense, it's very important for a teacher to know what can disturb our concentration, one thoughts and emotions. So when the children are thinking about something else, then their mind is distracted. And when the thinking is on a very strong topic, then they will get related emotions as well. And then it will be very difficult for them to focus on what is being taught. So we have to talk to young children about this, that you have to keep your thoughts and emotions under control, reasonable control, and uh, whatever activity you do. So they should not be taught to focus only during the class. In every activity they do, if they are eating, sleeping, or playing sport, their whole heart and mind should be in that activity. So they should be very much involved in whatever they do. 
if they are walking in a street they should be fully involved in that walking activity so if we teach them like this when they come to chess or uh, whatever activity they will simply know that i have to focus here so teaching them how to concentrate is very important in my view and uh, what helps facilitates this good concentration is the passion for that activity if they like something they will want to do it if they don't like something they will not want to do it so their heart should be in it it makes it easier for the mind to be involved as well and uh, yeah so it is very important their heart and mind are together in that activity mm. and sometimes what happens their own fears insecurities um play, dislikes they have very big impact on the efficiency of learning so for example if i don't like some activity i don't if someone wants to teach me that activity i don't want to learn it so mm. because my heart is not in it so yeah. my likes and dislikes plays a big role whether i will learn it well or not and uh, my fears so if i have done some activity and i did not do well and i was judged harshly then that fear of failure will be there and that bad experience so i don't i am afraid that if i do it second time i will still fail so if they feel like my past failure and they start judging themselves uh, poorly as a result then that can also hamper the effort they put into learning and the next thing is the dislikes suppose the children if we see like they will like to eat food items which they like and they will say no to the food items which they don't like not because it is good for health or bad for health it's simply their likes and dislikes decide which food they want to eat and which food they don't want to eat so uh, we have to teach them like they should not say like okay this subject is boring the subject is more interesting okay i like physics i don't like chemistry children uh, start uh, having this developing these preferences at a young age and it is very important like uh, to tell them it is extremely important if you are a student you should like everything about learning all the subjects and some subjects which you think you don't like today is simply because it's not because you don't like it it is simply because you have not learned it well if you put a good effort and learn it well you will start liking that as well if suppose a child says i don't like physics it simply means they have not put a good effort at learning physics so if they put a good effort at learning physics they will learn physics and when they learn physics they will start liking it so this is my approach so they have to like the process of learning things and uh, they can learn anything they set their mind to learn by putting a good effort so it seems like a large part of your job is not just to teach uh, the technique of playing chess but what we today term as soft skills right how to learn how to motivate yourself and a lot of it must be uh, talking to the child right talking to each individual child and helping them work through anything that may be holding them back isn't it yes so i believe teaching is like one of the most important thing is like we are actually uh teaching them how to learn that's how i see i i don't see myself as teaching them chess um, that is also a part of it but uh, probably only half the job so it is more important for a teacher to convince the child one what they are trying to learn is learnable they should have that confidence that i can learn this because if a children thinks this is too difficult for me then their heart will not be in that activity so we have to convince the children that what they want to learn can be learned but for that uh, they have to put a good effort at learning 
they should be they should actually enjoy that process of learning but it doesn't have to be pleasant always so there'll be unpleasant moments difficult things they have to do and they should have the determination that self confidence to put that effort so that intensity of the effort is required we have to convince the children when they want to learn something they have to be fully involved put a good effort and that intensity in the effort is very important their heart should be in it so most of the times the children they are learning only using their head they are mm. not using their heart in the while in the learning process and this is what makes it more difficult uh, so we have to teach the children to put their heart and head together when learning and then when we teach the subject it will be easier for them to assimilate knowledge and skills you often speak of uh, training with intensity um, as opposed to training long hours and saying you know that uh, i worked so many hours at doing this uh, so how do you put it across to children so that they understand the difference between the two you know the intensity versus long hours yeah so for example let's say if i want to become strong physically i want to put some muscles in my body then uh, i can let's say normally in a class i'll just uh, let's say i have a remote uh, for the monitor and a mouse so i will have the remote in one hand and a mouse in the other hand and uh, i will do like i'm lifting the weights and then i will say if i do this for the next 10 hours will my muscles grow stronger because i am putting 10 hours of effort into this activity so i'm putting lot of effort so is this hard work the children will say no uh, because they see like okay i'm lifting a very light weight anyone any even a child can do this now as an adult if i'm lifting these two light weights for 10 hours so so they they realize like long hours hours you put an effort doesn't uh, produce the positive outcome it's not a natural outcome because you just put in the long hours and then i say okay this table it's too hard for me to lift or let's say this wall this building it's very difficult for me to impossible for me to move this building but if mm-hmm. i try to push the building with all my strength the building is not going to move anywhere but uh, it's going to stay this, at the same place but it will actually make my muscles stronger because mm-hmm. that all my muscles are being strained in that activity mm-hmm. so that intensity the muscles are being used intensely so that makes the muscles stronger it's not whether the building moved or not that decides the outcome so when you put a whole hearted effort into learning something you automatically become stronger whether you win in a game immediately after that activity or not it doesn't really matter so for example like if we study uh, chess before a tournament game usually most chess players do this before they play in a competition game they practice like 3 4 hours and uh, if they put a very good effort in that 3 4 hours before the game at learning something that does not guarantee that in the match they play immediately after they are going to win because the mm-hmm. opponent could be doing the same as well or he played better mm-hmm. than us there are many other factors that can decide the outcome but the effort i put in learning before that competition for the 3 4 hours i have learned something and that would make me stronger uh, so there is already a game reward available even though i lost the game which i played after so these things it's very easy to talk to the children and convince them most be mostly because no one else is doing this 
not at school not at home no one is teaching them these things so when they listen to these things from us they get very inspired and motivated usually like when the children go home from the class they should not think oh i have attended the class chess class so i want some rest no their heart should go to chess even when they go home like for example like prague when he comes to the class finishes the class and when he is going by bus to his home he will be seeing chess along the way because he is so inspired and motivated and that is very important uh, role of a teacher like we inspire them to put continuous effort even after the class is over they should not learn only from the teacher they should learn by themselves as well that's very important so however much you prepare them in many many different ways uh, there comes that time when a child plays his first or her first professional match and um, then the prospect of a loss or a failure looms ahead so how do you keep your students motivated when they reach that stage uh, and also uh, how do you prepare them to face a situation where they may have to face say a senior grandmaster you know with a big reputation so how do you prepare them from uh, you know getting too intimidated before during or you know after the game if they've lost yeah i think this is uh, extremely important for every sportsman to learn how to handle this because uh, when we are uh, playing in competitions we are competing with uh, others and uh, some of them will be stronger than us with uh, big reputations and sometimes they are in great form like in the last few matches they have won everything and uh, maybe we have lost a few along the way and now we are meeting a player who is in good form uh, who is stronger maybe ex- more experienced whatever the great reputation and so on so usually uh, children who are not taught how to handle these things they don't handle this well they instinctively react uh so it is very important to teach the children to not to react to things happening to them uh, rather than uh, respond so the difference is like if someone uh, let's say we have to be vaccinated and uh, they are going to put a needle in my hand and it's going to be painful so some children just hearing this okay let's go to the clinic some children will start crying no no i don't want to do this it's too painful and they'll start crying even before going to the clinic but we can uh, some children they will realize okay this is something i don't have choice i have to do go through this experience and let me be as uh, moderate as possible in my reaction so they'll just say and then uh, they will deal with it so we have to teach the children like you don't have to react uh, too much uh, to these things and uh, so first thing is like we have to teach the children what is success what is failure this is very important what is win what is a loss all these things because the children don't differentiate these things very much so as i said like when they play hide and seek they are not thinking about did i win or did i lose that is only maybe 5 or 10% uh, why they play the sport 90% is for the fun it just makes them happy to play with the other children so if they throw stone in a lake that will make them happy there is no winning or losing here just doing an activity which gives them fun with the other children makes them happy and that is how that is how sport should be when they are very young so they should not be playing a sport 
to just win and avoid losing so it is very important to teach them what is success and failure winning and losing so regarding success i tell them if you put a good effort at something you are successful if you put a half hearted effort at something even if the outcome is a win i would not consider you were successful so this i make it very clear to the students so i tell them it is the most important thing for them is to put their put a very good effort wholeheartedly so if they do that they are successful so this is how i define success if you do an activity with full involvement full passion you are already successful irrespective of the outcome now regarding win and loss because the tournament organizers they are not going to give uh, grade us success in this way did you play uh, with a good effort so you win you get one point no they will judge us based on the outcome so if they lose a match we will be given a zero point if we win we will be given one point something like this so how do children deal with this because other they are being judged externally based on the outcome how do we deal with this so i tell them like uh, winning losing and uh, drawing in chess it's also possible to draw a game they are just three different experiences it is not like winning is better and losing is lower but they are just three different experiences so i normally tell them it's like vanilla chocolate strawberry something like this immediately they can relate oh they are just three <laughs> different flavors right and i can like enjoy vanilla i can enjoy strawberry i can enjoy any flavor i want so i tell them winning losing and drawing are just three experiences you go through and uh, if you want to be a great play chess player in the long run then you can learn from a game you lost or from a game you drew or from a game you won you can learn something useful and productive and grow stronger in the process so this is what i try to emphasize so you just learn to see them as different experiences and from each of these experience you can learn something about yourself and grow better in the process yeah so you're talking about self improvement self learning uh, along with some guidance uh, as a main mainstay for progressing of any individual right um, but uh, today we are bombarded with so many external influences uh, you know uh, especially for children there is uh, there is just a profusion of uh, distractions uh, be it gadgets be it uh, ott uh be it social media there, there's just so much out there that can be distracting for a uh child so what has been your experience as the children uh, get more involved in the game of chess uh, in in your instance and does the pull of these external attractions uh, decrease and uh, surely there are Uh, lots of children who can't also deal with it too well so how how do you help the children deal with uh, these external influences and um, you know help them overcome the temptation to um, indulge in those rather than uh, work on their game yeah this is again a, a very very important factor yeah it's extremely important like uh, we teach the children how to uh, use the gadgets uh, and ott platforms internet social media in moderation this is in my view crucial because i believe it's not only the children uh, but also adults who are negatively 
uh, influenced we are kind of we are all kind of addicted to all these uh, modern uh, facilities we are having access to so i have seen many children they are addicted to watching serials in ott platforms like netflix amazon prime whatever and they are also addicted to instagram netflix snapchat and so on so social media apps so what is happening is like the parents feel uh, i did not have access to all these uh, facilities when i was young and uh, to be a good parent i have to provide uh, access to all this to my children without denying them these things and when we don't teach them how to use it moderately the addictive value nature of these things they easily mm-hmm. get addicted and uh, it affects their personality uh the learning skills and so on and uh, i have seen over decades like the attention span of the children their uh, ability to concentrate especially when they are taught things which they don't like uh it's uh, going down drastically uh, and uh, most of the children uh, this generation uh, when they are taught things some difficult things they don't take it as a challenge okay this is difficult so i have to put a very good effort to learn this instead they say oh it's too difficult it's not for me because i what i believe is happening is all these uh, uh, let's say the ott platforms uh, internet they play with the senses they keep stimulating the senses uh, our senses so like they are showing some things visual uh, media they are showing something we are hearing something and uh, our uh, emotions are triggered in a big way in a continuous way so if you take a movie like uh, the hero's sister will be killed and then we will all cry and then a comedian will come make joke we will start laughing and the hero is hit we get angry and finally the hero wins we feel victorious and so on so they stimulate all our emotions and senses continuously and uh, we do we want different kinds of stimulation so we are kind of addicted to this like sugar addiction like uh, uh, smoking this has uh, this we constantly need some stimulation to our senses so as a result what happens like if we deny access to a child from all these gadgets internet everything and then we ask them to sit in a chair for 5 minutes they will be fidgeting they'll like simply not know what should i do this what without accessing a gadget what can i do in my life they simply don't know like that they can be without a gadget they are simply don't know this this yeah. affects their learning as well so in chess yeah. they need to concentrate quietly there is no stimulation no one is talking to them they are not hearing anything they are not seeing anything other than a chessboard in front of them where nothing is moving so when there is no stimulation to their senses their mind instead of becoming calm it becomes very agitated they say like why everything is quiet why there is no action so then they feel bored like okay this is not for me so this is mm-hmm. something uh, that is happening a lot nowadays so as teachers we have to talk to them like uh, you can be quiet calm and that is actually a pleasant experience and uh, when you concentrate well and then you struggle with a problem and then you try different solutions and suddenly something works in your favor and you realize wow because of my effort i found this solution it's a fantastic experience and uh, 
will be missing out on all these things so we actually make them do these things go through this process and when the children find some brilliant ideas as a result of their effort then they realize the value of uh, putting a good effort so we have to show them make them put a good effort and then we have to make them find the solutions get the reward and then they will enjoy that they'll get addicted to that so if i put a good effort i can be successful once we teach them practically this will be a new addiction which can be more powerful than the pull of the gadgets so i teach my students not to be addicted to these things and use them in moderation and when we talk to them very honestly openly and uh, when we make it clear we are trying to help them become a better version of themselves and uh, our aim is not to deny them their pleasures but we want them to be a good human being a successful human being a happy human being then when they realize like we are actually trying to help them not deny them they will be convinced and when they are convinced a child convinced and inspired they will stay away from these negative influences and they will find that strength in themselves to be more dedicated in whatever they are pursuing these are all uh, excellent messages for young parents and uh, especially the part where you mentioned success and failure being two different experiences like two flavors of ice cream i mean that's that's uh, such a beautiful way to convey to children the spirit of uh, whatever it is you're saying every child would relate to that and i think they can start seeing it uh, seeing exactly what you mean to convey and uh, um so there's so much value in everything that you've been saying today um do you who is saying it's like our uh, ancestors have uh, <laughs> uh, given us this knowledge most of us have simply forgotten them <laughs> i'm just trying to remember <laughs> at least that's it <laughs> nothing yeah. is like that's true that's true but uh, do you have any um you know message for parents about how they can support the pursuit for excellence in a child no matter what the field yeah so i think uh, the first thing is the parents should be concerned is like when a child wants to do an activity let's say they want to become a great chess player or they want to learn chess the first thing is like is it a hel- is it an healthy activity or not is it good for my child or not in the long run if they pursue this activity so chess is definitely not a harmful activity uh, it is a very good activity and once they are convinced it's a good activity for my child then uh, there are two approaches usually like in the west what they do they um, on monday they learn swimming on tuesday karate on thursday golf fourth chess something like this so they learn variety of activities and they believe like by exposing the children to a variety of activities they will learn good instead of from one activity they will learn good things from 10 different activities but usually what happens is like the child's heart will not be interested in all the 10 activities they will like only one or two activities and uh, all the other activities which they are being taught they'll not learn much they will not gain much by attending those sessions so a child will learn a lot of good values and develop skills only when they are kind of dedicated and devoted in that activity their whole heart and head should be in that activity so when we spread them too much they are not gaining from any of this or they gain very less from all of this so in my opinion it's good to focus on one or two activities like chess and studies something like this and whenever they get bored with chess when chess becomes too much they will go to studies 
when studies become too much, they will go to chess. So they are moving between two healthy activities rather than uh, 10 different activities. And uh, yeah, so okay. when we as parents try to encourage our children to pursue an activity, we have to teach them that to be good at something, you have to be very devoted, dedicated. You have to put a lot of effort, time, effort and energy into that activity. And you have to be a very good student. And this is extremely important. So I tell all my students, including Prague, like even though he is like now world number 20 and he's trying to become world number one in the next few years. So for him, I tell him like, till you become a world champion, at least till you become a world champion, you should remain a student. You should always feel like what I know is less and there are so many good things uh, out there that I still have to learn and master. So my priority should not be on uh, resting on the laurels that I have already achieved. And uh, you don't drive a car looking at the rear view mirror, right? So <clears throat> what is on the rear view mirror is already passed. So you have to look yeah. ahead and drive the car. So it's very important to focus on the present and uh, not rest on the laurels of the past if you have achieved great things it doesn't matter much in the long run you still have to learn so for to learn you have to put your focus should be on learning so you should never think like i know a lot so be humble uh, keep learning be a good student be curious be interested in different perceptions uh, of looking at things and be open-minded to observe a lot of information so be a good student and this is a message that should keep coming from the parents and the teachers to the children and uh, better not to impose our expectations like every child every parent wants their child to be successful and uh, in their mind the definition of success is winning all the time not losing at all so then this creates a lot of problem on the child so the parents also should learn how to react how to handle their children's successes and failures not only the children have to learn this but uh, so does the parents so we should not judge them every time they fail we should not judge them harshly or negatively we have to teach them okay this is an experience you have to go through and uh, you cannot break down every time things go in the way which we don't want them to go you can still learn some good things ask yourself like did you put a good effort instead of asking children did you win or lose after a game you can ask them did you put a good effort in today's game did you concentrate well did you enjoy playing this sport so then they learn okay this is more important than just uh, the outcome so it's important the role played by the parents it's not just providing for them all the facilities and then expecting them to win i think this approach will be counterproductive Okay, uh, Ramesh ji, I find it interesting that you have uh, called your school the chess gurukul. Uh, was there any thought behind naming it a chess gurukul? Yeah, I think like when I, uh, so basically like I was a player, uh, reasonably successful as a player. And I was working at Indian Oil Corporation as deputy manager back in 2008. And at that point, I felt uh, in the few years leading up to that, I was feeling uh, my heart was more in teaching than being a player or working in a company. So I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to share things because I felt I can be more helpful in that way. And that will also make me personally happy. So I told my wife, like, I want to quit my job uh, and also quit my playing career and become a full-time coach. 
and she was initially shocked but she was like wholeheartedly backing me up and she said like don't worry about uh, how much money we make like whatever we get we will lead the family within that and uh, we will just reduce our uh, needs and uh, we will so don't worry on this aspect just uh, focus and uh, put everything on being a good teacher to your students so i worked a lot uh, in trying to be a good trainer and uh, when we started this academy i felt uh, it should not just be uh, someone to make money uh, i'm not starting this chess uh, school to make money but i genuinely want to help children um, grow into a better human being using chess as a tool uh, mm -hmm. so i'm always inspired uh, and have a lot of respect to the gurus of our uh, past and uh, even though i'm not comparing myself with them i don't see myself uh, even half as good as they were like i have so much respect for them like it is my way of paying tribute to what they have done uh, in the past so that's my way of showing gratitude and respect so that's why i mean this is this felt like the name i should keep so it is a most uh, more uh, most of the coaches they name the academy in their own name like if my name is x it will be x chess academy if i am y it's y chess academy but mm -hmm. i felt uh, it is more about chess and uh, the learning so i'm just uh, a tool in the catalyst in the process that's why we named it a chess curriculum it, it felt appropriate in my view i don't know how to explain beyond this no i don't think it requires further explanation you've just rooted it to your tradition and culture and you're paying your obeisance at the feet of those who have done it before you know so yeah i think chess gurukul sounds really good uh, so i think you know uh, i just wanted to ask you as a teacher i'm sure you face a lot of challenges also uh, so what do you find the hardest to teach uh, would it be technique would it be concentration or would it be temperament or attitude or managing e emotions uh, what 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 uh, sort of is the biggest challenge for you as a teacher no i think uh, there are two aspects one is uh, as a teacher like we are have to teach uh, the subject like if i'm a chess coach i have to teach them chess the technicalities this is a yeah. given i think this is yeah. the easier part Uh, the, what is more important is like unless the student is willing to receive that knowledge unless the children child wants to learn uh, learn what we are want to teach we cannot presume like because i am a good coach i am a renowned coach whatever i teach my student will learn or want to learn and will put the effort to learn i cannot presume that so what is more important for me and more challenging i wouldn't say difficult because difficult in my view it does not exist so it is like Uh, so usually like i tell my students like when uh, we see some challenge um, so it appears like a difficulty in a distance and then when it comes closer it looks like a even bigger problem bigger difficulty bigger difficulty and when it is straight ahead of us it looks like a huge problem and when it passes us we see oh i missed this opportunity uh, mm. I, if i had done well uh, i could have been uh, so if i am going to play a strong player we see it's a problem because he's stronger he's going to beat me but if i can motivate myself and say okay i have to somehow uh, play well today and give my best 
let's see what happens and if i put a good effort maybe i would have beaten him and this i have seen many times happen and then the children immediately on because of that experience they grow stronger they gain so much confidence that they can beat a stronger one but uh, yeah so to teach that i don't see it as a difficulty uh, teaching anything i just see it as a different challenge an interesting challenge so what is uh, more challenging uh, from this perspective is like uh, especially with the current generation of children they are so addicted to this sensational uh, uh, pleasures like uh, they want excitement in everything they do and they want to be rewarded every time they do an activity so to convince them otherwise is very challenging but also like i want to make a difference at least in few child's heart that I mean you don't have to be right. rewarded every time you do an activity or uh, you don't have to be like excited in everything you do you can be moderate in these things as well so this is very challenging and very interesting also mm-hmm. we are learning so much in the process mm-hmm. by trying to yeah. teach them these things now now teaching like parenting takes a tremendous amount of energy so how do you recharge yourself you know for me like uh, if i can uh, if i feel like uh, i'm very intuitive in my teaching in the sense like i believe like i can sense when the when i have made an impact in the child's heart so mm-hmm. if i feel i have made a positive influence on the child's heart I mean their face will brighten up they immediately feel motivated um, energized uh, and they feel like yes i can do this i want to do this so when i see that enthusiasm i can feel it somehow that is kind of a Uh, battery recharge in itself so uh, i think to finally wind up uh, what would be uh, the the core message that you would want to give to the young people out there no first thing is like uh, um, there are many things i want to share one <clears throat> from um, like our nation is an economically growing nation we are economically growing superpower so there are more opportunities now we have a huge population even if you sell tea you can make a lot of money so sure. don't pursue sure. things to make money like if you want to become a doctor it should not be because as a doctor i can make a lot of money and uh, you don't have to travel abroad and settle down to make a lot of money because uh, making money should not be our priority it should just be a consequence of what we do so yeah. please focus on uh, contributing to your country that is very important uh, we have to be rooted uh, to the ground firmly don't get carried away by success success is not uh, when others praise us or success is not when we are rewarded for our activity but uh, the knowledge that i have given my best and i have learned something good in the process and i have become a better human being and more stronger in my profession and uh, this should be the focus and uh, <clears throat> yeah it's very important not to do things to create a good impression in others mind you have to do it for yourself for your own betterment and uh, growth don't let success uh, get to your head be humble and uh, be proud of uh, our ancestors they have contributed so much and uh, we think we know more than them and without really knowing like we just know some facts about in some subjects that is not uh, wisdom or knowledge so there is so much to learn from the past uh, be curious and uh, humble and be a good student 
irrespective of uh, wherever you are in the hierarchy in your profession we have learned so much today from ramesh ji's humility more than anything else that is indeed true <laughs> that is really indeed true and i think one can see why uh, prag is where is where he is you know he has uh, he has imbibed so much from his guru so uh, i think it's yes. just uh, apt that he is where he is and it comes out very clearly in this conversation so ramesh ji i think it has been such a, a great pleasure and a learning experience for us also and uh, uh, we are very sure that our listeners will uh, definitely take a lot of uh, things from this conversation and hopefully will make uh, changes in their lifestyle because i i i am very sure that you know all of us have to make a lot of changes we seem to have forgotten you know uh, very many basic things these days so i think it's a timely um, advice to youngsters and to parents that you know the, the essentials need to be there the success will follow so uh, thank you very much for your time ramesh ji and uh, rekha yeah, thank, thank you. you also very much and uh, to our listeners uh, please do subscribe to us we are on the platform substack and our uh, url is uh, hinduparenting.substack.com so please do subscribe we are also available on all social media platforms uh, of course please do use the social media platforms sparingly we cannot be uh, you know after a conversation such as this we cannot be advocating uh, gross misuse of uh, social media but uh, please do spare time and listen to us we think we are doing something uh, that will help all of us so uh, we go by the handle hindu parenting on all social media pa- platforms we are also available on uh, podcast platforms like uh, spotify and uh, google podcasts and apple podcasts uh, you can search for hindu parenting podcast and uh, we will show up so that's it from us until the next time namaste namaste